Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You're a creative a talented stylist or therapist with an eye for beauty and a love for doing things well, you're an expert at your craft. But in a moment of insanity, you decided to own your own business. Only now you're bogged down with business stuff, payroll, hiring, marketing, the list goes on. What happened to the fun stuff, the creative stuff, the stuff you loved and the reason you got into business in the first place? It's like Creativity and entrepreneurship go hand in hand, but when it comes to business management, maybe there's a disconnect. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm talking to business and marketing coach Laura Higgins, and we do a deep dive on the three roadblocks all creatives seem to face when tackling business, from our natural inclination as creatives just to wing it, to the disillusion of growth propaganda and the dangers of perfectionism, ego and disguise. I picked Laura's brain on all of this and more as we hash out the exact solution that salon owners like you need to overcome these roadblocks and thrive in your business so you do more of what you love and less of what you don't. Laura, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Very pleased to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Larissa. It's amazing to be here. Why don't we start with, well, who are you, Laura? Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing it? Well, my name is Laura Higgins. I am based in Sydney, Australia, and I help, to, I help creatives to skyrocket their business. And the thing I've found is that most creatives, most service providers are amazing at their craft, but when it comes to building their business in a way that is sustainable, in a way that feels good, in a way that actually gives them freedom, they kind of feel a little bit stuck. They feel overwhelmed. They feel confused. And so I'm here to change that. I'm here to help creatives to get to their next level in business without all the stress and overwhelm. Right. Well, I think we're very much aligned on that. <laughs> what did you start out your career as? And tell us a little bit like what's what's a week in the life of Laura? Like what do you do and, and what does your business look like? Yeah, well, I started my business at the age of 23 and we actually reached, recently just rebranded our business and we used to go by La La Social Club. And what I you know, when I started, what I did was social media management. So I really worked with, I actually worked with a lot of hairdressers, beauticians, and then I worked with people in finance, people in the wine industry, the hospitality industry. I kind of worked with all of the industries, uh, fitness, all the things. And I helped people to create really awesome content and grow their social media. And then I realized, actually, this isn't sustainable for me. Like I can't be an expert at you know, skincare and wine, even though I love both of those things, I realized <laughs> that a better move for me would be actually coaching these business owners on how to do their own marketing. So I moved into coaching, I moved into consulting, and that's where my business really took off fun things. 
I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you around some of those creative roadblocks, because I think, you know, as creatives, we have this kind of entrepreneurial moment and get into business and then think, oh, heck, what what did I do? Where's the space for the creativity that I used to do? Now I have to do payroll and now I have to do marketing and I need to do all the things. And I think that we can both agree that this really starts to stifle creativity or even sometimes the fun part of being in business, the reason that we got into the industry that we're in in the first place. And I guess my mission is to help people unpack those roadblocks and get back into having fun. And and it's the creative space is the space that we thrive on, right? This is our happy place. So I know this is exactly what you do. So let's talk a little bit about like, what are the major roadblocks to creativity in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's so, it's so funny, the irony of like running a business because you start a business because you're good at a particular craft. Maybe it's, you start business because you're an amazing hairdresser or you're a really good facialist or whatever it is, excuse me. But what happens is you start growing because you're good at what you do. Right. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, Hey, now I'm like, I'm the manager of the people and I'm not doing what I'm good at. And And I'm kind of like, I've lost a bit of the joy in running a business. And for us, like exactly what you said, Larissa, for us as creatives, we need space to create. We need to be in our genius zone. And it's really difficult. There's this weird, messy middle where we kind of, we're stuck wearing all of the hats and it can feel really difficult to come back to the thing that we're really good at. And the reason we started the business in the first place. So I find for a lot of the people we work with, a lot of the people that, you know, I come across in my community, they are like, I just want to be, you know, I just want to get the business to a point where I can work on what I want to work on. Some people love working on the business and they're like, Hey, if I can get off the tools, that's awesome. And other people are like, Hey, I, I love dealing with clients. I love being in the room. I love being on the tools. I don't, I would love it if someone else could help me with the business side and there's no right or wrong answer there. It's just finding out what you really like. So that's kind of where for me in my business, that's where I got to where I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm the, I'm the bookkeeper. I'm the marketer. I'm the like salesperson. I'm the customer service person. And, you know, like there would even be points where if I had to follow up an invoice, I would do it under a fake name because I didn't want people. (laughs) I was the monkey that kind of did all the things. So, you know, there's such a funny, weird moment in business where we realize, oh my gosh, like, what do I want to do? And, And how do I do more of the thing that I'm amazing at? And for creatives, it's, it's really coming back to how can I spend more time creating and how can I yeah. kind of palm off some of those things that really drain us? And also, if we're being honest, we procrastinate as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, a good indicator that you're outside of your zone of genius is probably the procrastination or never, get re- never getting around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about having a bit of a business plan. I know sometimes that feels like the opposite of creativity. There's no spontaneity in the plan. <laughs> yes. But um, tell me about your thoughts around actually having a bit of a plan. Yeah. I really think there are three big roadblocks that that we as creatives experience and that stop us from 
getting to that level that we want to get to, right? They keep us kind of stuck. And the first is winging it. And as creatives, we are good at winging it, right? Like we're good at kind of doing things off the cuff, being spontaneous, kind of making things happen and and course correcting when we need to. And those are all strengths. However, if we want to scale and if we want to do that in a way that, you know, feels sustainable, it doesn't lead to burnout. It doesn't lead to us like, you know, maybe we grow, but maybe we burn through all of our team in the process, or maybe we like change too often and we can't actually see the fruit of doing the same boring thing over and over again until it works. So I think we've got to balance these two kind of competing ideas that spontaneity, fun, creativity, and being an entrepreneur, that's your magic. And then also we need to have a plan. We need to have a system to follow. We we need to at least have some sort of roadmap that we're following in order to grow. And that's that's the kind of tension that we walk into. And there's this great coach, his name is Dan Martell. And he says this thing, and I think it's so relevant for creatives. He says when he's coaching his clients, if a client comes to him and says, you know, I'm going to change this whole thing overnight and I'm going to just like you know, I have to do it. I have to change my offer. I have to change my pricing. I have to, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And because we're entrepreneurial, that that kind of comes naturally to us. And he asked this question. He says, are you throwing a hand grenade into your business right now? And it's such a good question that I think we need to always be asking. Are we just kind of changing things up for the sake of it? And are we being erratic? And are we actually kind of deviating from our plan? Because we need to have a plan if we if we want to grow. You cannot grow without a plan, without a strategy. I agree. I love that example. I think probably as entrepreneurial creative types, I think we probably do that a lot. And <laughs> yeah. then we wonder why business is tricky, overwhelming, complicated, and we're a little bit uh, overwhelmed with all the things to do. I know that we create it because I've been there myself. We create our own disaster and dramas. So having a bit of a plan and having the discipline to put pen to paper and following a structure is probably a little bit counterintuitive, but it certainly, um, I think, is it's actually, when you sit down, it's actually not that complicated to do. Yeah, It's actually committing to the sitting down and going deep into the deep thinking. That is the hard part. Would you agree, mm-hmm. Laura? Yeah. And I think I completely agree. And I think there's an element where you don't know what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. if your plan is, I always like most people come to me and they're like, I just need to be a bit more consistent with my social media or my content or my, my marketing or my selling or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, consistency is great. However, consistency without a strategy is pointless. (laughs) You know, if I go to the gym and I'm like, I'm going to do a hundred pushups a day and because I want to get a six pack and I want to get toned. But if you see me doing pushups and you're like, whoa, that is not how you do a pushup. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not going to get me a six pack, even if I'm doing it consistently. So I think coming back to the plan and coming back to the strategy and, you know, acknowledging what am I not seeing here? What don't I know about how to build a business? What, what, you know, do I have my blinkers on? Am I just going off my gut when really I'm at the level now where I should be getting some outside opinion on 
the right next step for me? Because there are a million different strategies you can employ to grow your business, but it's about identifying the right one for you right now. I really like that you brought that up actually, because it was on the back of uh, my realizing this, not only having done it myself, but now doing it with salon owners is to have the step-by-step plan. Like there is actually a plan. You could go and get all sorts of information off the internet, Mm -hmm. but you're kind of getting it sporadic and thrown everywhere and you don't know which one to do first. And sometimes we do the last thing first and the third thing second and and we wonder why it's messy actually uh find somebody who's been there done that put together the step-by-step plan like you cut out 90 percent of the mistakes overnight just by having the pathway the map it's like trying to drive from wellington to auckland without a map but actually you didn't realize the car was facing south towards the south pole and you're not even going yes. north so i think that's the takeaway it's not even just a plan it's actually having a roadmap that somebody who's been there and done that has put together. Yeah. And they can say to you, and that's what I love about what you do with, with salon owners is you can say, Hey, I completely understand why you'd want to try that strategy, but you're not ready for that yet. You need to do this instead. And I think that wisdom and that type of strategic advice, you can't get from binging podcasts or like going on and watching a bunch of YouTube videos. Yes, it's great to consume content. It's great to learn. But I think we get to a level in business where we do need personalized and strategic advice for where we're at. Yeah, otherwise it's just a bunch of shiny objects and you're just scatterbrained all over the place. All right, you mentioned there are three key things. So we've talked about not having a plan and, and kind of winging it. What else? The second big one that I see is being stuck on the revenue roller coaster. And what this looks like hey, is. Are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Salon Mastery Success Coach at Salon Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted earn great money and be a leader but the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward you're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it no matter what you do you just can't seem to get ahead you see other people winning and seeing success but how come it doesn't work for you you wish you had a clear laid out plan something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next What can you do that actually works? In reality, many salon owners feel this way. You aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine-part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine-part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow, build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine-part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. So many things we need to be focused on, especially when it comes to our marketing and sales, right? Like we we show up consistently on social media. We're, we're on our stories. We're chatting to people in the DMs. We're getting people to book in. We Like we're doing the things. And then we get to a point at like the top of the roller coaster where we're like, 
I am booked out, I'm busy, I'm stressed, I don't have time, and we drop off. And instead of doubling down while we have the momentum in our marketing, in our sales, we freak out, we take our foot off the gas, and then we kind of drop right back down again. And then we realize, oh, okay, all those clients, they, they're done. We've sorted those people out now. Now I need to get fresh clients in again. And it all starts over again. You've got to get the momentum. You've got to get the engagement up again. You've got to get people like connecting with you again, where, and it just kind of never stops. <laughs> the roller coaster goes on and on and on, where what we want to do is instead of it being really high peaks and low, like troughs, we want it to be a really lovely steady line where we're being consistent with our strategy that we've made, with our plan, and we're being consistent. We've got systems that support us to really show up in the way that we want to in our marketing, in our sales. And then our growth, we can actually predict our growth. It's not money mm. in, money out. It's not that feast or famine mode. It's steady and it's sustainable. And I see a lot of businesses where they're like, oh, now I've got to deliver on all the work that I've just gotten. I'm going to just like ghost everyone on social media or in my content or in my sales. And then they pop their head back out again and they're like, wow, I need sales yesterday. And it's, it's just not a sustainable way to build a business. I agree. Yeah. Consistency is everything. And I think back to the plan, if you follow the plan, then you're not doing all the shiny objects, which is going to get the up and down, up and down. So uh, do you know what? It's a little bit of patience and discipline on the CEO front. Uh, mm -hmm. While things are building momentum and you're on the upward trajectory, slowly, not high spikes, we have to have a little bit of patience because, you know, you, you want to grow fast. We want results overnight and uh, a little patience goes a long way. And I don't know how you find this, Larissa, but there's a lot of uh, discourse, I think, in social media and Instagram world where it's like, I grew this overnight and, you know, I got this amount of money in this amount of days and, and it can start to feel like slow is bad. Mm. And I think mm -hmm. we really, I love what you said about being patient because I think like business is a long game. It's a long game. And I think we can get sucked into these flashy tactics that promise the world, but but really, maybe, like you said, they are shiny objects. I just think it gives us entrepreneur, entrepreneurial anxiety, like this kind of feeling like I've got to do more and I've got to keep going and I've got to do more. i tell you what calms me, what calms my farm, is I remember that I'm building a 100-year business. Mm. I'm not even going to be around in 100 years, but, you know, like this business is bigger than me. Uh, it's not about just what I can get out of it or what I'm doing with it. I want to build something that's sustainable over the long haul doesn't have to last yeah. 100 years, but that kind of this big number makes me go, calm down. You know, like what you do in the next month is not going to make or break a 100-year business. You've got some time, just chill a little bit. You got this. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works in my head anyway. Yeah. I think it's nice to have something to go back to to just work on the consistency thing. Oh, yeah. And I think we have to have that picture because if you look at, you know, we're looking at, day by day, what's my, you know, I use Instagram as an example, because that's what a lot of, you know, the people that I work with, and I'm sure a lot of the people that you work with, that's how they're, you know, a metric that they're measuring. Oh, my engagement's like this. And, or I've got to do this real. Otherwise, like, I'm not going to be successful. And it's kind of like, Ooh, 
You just got to breathe. And if you look, if you zoom out for a moment, you can actually see the progress that you've already made. Yeah. And I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't acknowledge their progress. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, no, no, no. And this is the curse of the entrepreneur, right? We're always thinking ahead. We're Mm -hmm. always thinking, what next? What can I be doing next? How can I be growing more? How can I, you know, how can I innovate more? How can I help more people? How can I have more impact? When sometimes we need to take a breath and look back and go, what have I done really well? Or how did I show up in the last 90 days? What can I do more of? What should I do less of? And I think when we can actually reflect, we can, again, I think that helps to inform the plan that we have moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love that for sure. All right. Any last roadblocks? Yes. The final roadblock that I see is, I think it's a, it's a lack of confidence. I think for a lot of people, they, they have this idea that, oh, other people have that. Other people can show up on video. I'm not, I'm not like that. Or other people can price their services at that amount. I can't do that. My clients wouldn't pay that, or I couldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. And I think like, I think it's kind of confidence comes when we have clarity. I think that's the first thing. But I also think that, you know, for us to have confidence, confidence comes by doing. And I do believe that if you want to grow, you've probably just got to get out of your own way a little bit. So once you've got your plan, once you're kind of like, right, I'm, I've got my plan. Now I'm going to pursue consistency once I have my plan. The next thing is to get out of your own way and to go, right, I, I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to allow this thing to grow. And I'm going to have the confidence to back myself, to bet on myself when I need to, and, and not kind of, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of us can sabotage our growth without intending to, and it shows up the way it shows up for my clients is perfectionism, procrastination, like a a thing of, oh, no, 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 that might work for you, Laura, but that's not going to work for me because my, my people are like this or whatever. And I think for a lot of us, we just need to go, right what can I do today? What action can I take? Whether it's scrappy and messy and not quite perfect, what can I do today? And I think that's like confidence comes from doing. And the more you do, and the more you take intentional steps forward, whether or not they're perfectly executed, it doesn't really matter. It's just about the, it's like, we need to give ourselves the proof that, okay, I tried that and it didn't work. Before you go down a rabbit's warren of like, I'm going to perfect this offer and I'm going to make it so that like, this is, I see so many people do this. They're like, I'm going to create a course and this course will make me millions. And then they build out the whole course. They film all the videos. They spend thousands of dollars on a course and it doesn't sell because they haven't actually done the scrappy, like minimum viable product version and just put it out there to see what happens. So I think for a lot of us, we need to actually embrace the imperfection and go, right, I'm just going to put something out and let's see what happens. And then I think I'm it's refine. Yeah, it's a fear of getting crickets because yes. I think the same thing shows up for hair and beauty owners. I don't want to put the promotion out or I don't want to put engaging content out because no one will click like or no one will comment on it. And so we do it once and we think, oh, social media doesn't work or that offer doesn't work. Nobody wants that offer or nobody wants that style or that fashion anymore. And so everything's decided and changed on one test or one 
one go at anything and then there's fear to go back in again and do it. So I think that's where perfection comes in. I must get everything right first before I even put it out there. Yes. Rather than just testing. And oh, and yeah. I think social media is its own worst enemy in terms of we can see what everybody else is doing and we can see people with hundreds of followers and hundreds of comments and promotions going off left, right and centre and it stops us from going uh, well, if I try and I get one sale or one booking, it must be a failure. Mm. Would you yeah. agree? Oh, completely, completely. And oh, I, I really struggle with perfectionism because I had this conversation. My sister is an amazing leadership consultant and we sat down with my team and one of my team said, I, my big mantra is done is better than perfect. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. get the things out. Let's see how it goes. Then let's optimize and refine and make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I I really believe in excellence. I do, but I also believe in, let's just test the thing first. So that's kind of been my mantra. But one of the girls on my team was like, no, done isn't good enough. Perfect is, is perfect. And it was this really (laughs) interesting moment where I was, and like, to be fair, she was a designer. So she was thinking like, no, like everything must be aligned. Everything must look beautiful and it must be the exact right thing. And I, she definitely has like an excellence about all of the work she produces. But it was so interesting because my sister was like, do you know what? Perfectionism is actually ego in disguise. And I was like, oh, it's so true. It's so true that when we are pursuing perfection, we have to kind of stop ourselves and go, is this ego? Is this excellence or is this ego? Like, which one is it? Because excellence, we should absolutely be striving for excellence and we should be putting out good work into the world. But I think there's an element where it's like, are we like kind of just tipping into perfectionism? And when we catch ourselves doing that, we need to remind ourselves this is ego in disguise. And I think that, oh, it's just a whole different conversation in and of itself because it holds people back and it keeps people stuck. I agree. I actually think that kind of ego is really about, is it good enough for me? Do I like it? Am I happy with it? Is it what I think is right? Whereas I actually think it's not about us at all. It's actually about our customer. And if we focus on the customer or the client, what she wants, what she needs, what problems she has, are we solving that? Then we kind of, the focus is not even about us at all. It's never about us, always about the customer. Whatever we write, even if we're doing a selfie, it should be about the customer. And I think we forget that. It came to my mind because we literally had this conversation in the office this week, you know, like where is the focus? Do we care if, if, the font is beautiful or like we have a nice nice golden font and you know is it in the right place and is it in the left hand corner or the right hand corner and we're like actually do our salon owners care about our font they really don't they just want the freaking answer yeah (laughs) let's focus on that screw the font so I think yeah whenever you're stuck on perfectionism like stop thinking about ourselves and let's just think about our customers and what they want and then I I feels like all the your shoulder can drop Mm. and all the pain goes away Oh, totally. And, and to be like completely candid, I struggle with the, like, you know, as a creative and as someone who like, you know, you, you know, and I know that you've done this too, Larissa, like you've built a really incredible reputation and we don't want to ruin our reputation. And so sometimes like, I, I totally find myself going, 
do you know what, Laura? I've just got to put it out there. Let's just put it out there and see if anyone engages with it. And like, we'll just see how it goes. And so I think like, like, yeah, like you said, the shoulders dropping a little bit and just going, okay, let's just like, it's just business, <laughs> you know, like we, it, it, it's, I think sometimes we think everything we put out into the universe is like fixed and it'll be there forever. And any, any offer <laughs> I was that just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if I put this offer out now and this pricing out now, I can never change it. Or if I, you know, run this giveaway campaign and like, I'm I'm stuck, you know, and we kind of think we have to continue on this course forever and that we can't course correct. And we totally can. And I yeah. think there's also that element of, well, it's your business. You can do what you want. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Exactly. I feel like we get in our heads. For sure. I love it. Well, you're a business owner. What would you say is a quote or a mantra or something that kind of keeps you <laughs> focused, not in your head, uh, on the straight and narrow what do you think yeah. about often? I would say, well, I think I've got two. My first is what I said earlier, done is better than perfect. And I think that that just helps me to go, right, okay, let's just, how can we best serve our people? And let's just get it out there and let's do it. Um, the second is, and this is my mom said this to me once, I was so stressed running a business and managing a team and I was really finding it really challenging. And my mom, she's like the sweetest lady ever. And she sat me down and she was like, Laura, the people pleaser must die. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <Aww>. mom. <laughs> I love it. I know. So I literally have it on my wallpaper on my laptop and like it, it helps me so much. It's like, am I people pleasing right now in my business? Like if so, it must die. <laughs> so I think that for me personally has been a big mantra as well. I love that one. That's really, really good. And it's right right to the point yeah all right what is a book a resource a podcast or something that you feel like all business owners should get their hands on or ears oh yes okay so I would say in terms of books that you should read my one of my favorite oh, I've got so many favorite business books but Atomic Habits by James Clear is one of my all-time favorites uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is also like a must read so those two are incredible. They have been like books that I've read again and again because they just, there's so much gold in there. Uh, if you want to listen, like if you want to check out my podcast, I have a podcast called My Business Playbook. We have weekly episodes. I do interviews like this and then also quick win episodes where it's rapid fire business advice. Love it. Amazing. All right. Well, let's make sure that people know where to find you. So what's your dub dub and all your socials? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Laura Higgins and that's where I hang out. I'd love it if you sent me a DM and said hello and let me know what you loved about this conversation. I love connecting on Instagram. Amazing. All right. I'll make sure that the link to the book and podcast and where to find Laura are all in the show notes of this episode. Great conversation. Very relevant. I think we're uh, thinking along the same lines and I'm pleased that we've kind of removed some roadblocks for you guys listening as creative entrepreneurs. Uh, no plan, well, there's no plan, so no progress. So make sure we have a plan. Consistency, I think, was the theme. Consistency in implementing the plan, be a little bit patient. And finally, <clears throat> who must die? The people pleaser must die. I think that like <laughs> that just says everything. All right, it's been a pleasure having you today, Laura. I appreciate it. Thanks, Larissa. Appreciate it. Wow, I don't know about you, but I feel like I got a lot out of that chat. 
it's great to know that salon owners aren't alone in their frustration, feeling like businesses stifling creativity. And it's even better to know that there's a way through, right? With systems and processes that will keep the chaos in check, perspective and discipline to remind ourselves that business is a marathon. This is not a race, ladies, gentlemen, and keep us from falling off that roller coaster. And of course, the vital question that we all need to be asking ourselves as we strive for perfection, is this excellence or is it ego? So if you love this episode and you want to hear more from Laura, well, who can blame you? You can keep up with her on Instagram and her podcast. You'll find her details in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Laura. You're a breath of fresh air and I really enjoyed our chat. Please let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. What was the one thing that made you think, damn, I know this message was meant for me. And if you're ready to step out of the business overwhelm and get back to what you love, well, then let's chat. I know many salon owners who have been through this struggle and with the help of Salon Mastery, they've come out the other side. I've done it and I know you can do the same. Maybe Salon Mastery is right for you. Meanwhile, checking with you again, same time, same place, next week on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.